0: Hey guys, it's Brian. Uh, This is episode 13 of the Emo Social Club podcast, where we have our first band interview with uh, some friends of ours in Audio Dead. Uh, We are obviously so bad at intros and outros that we forget to really introduce the guys in the band. So uh, on this episode, we have Patty and Charlie... Uh, both members of audio dead Uh, but go and check them out there will be links in the podcast notes and thank you for forgiving us for not knowing what we're doing but we're learning and we love you so thank you
1: So uh we're here with the Audio Dead which is really rad. I actually met these guys when they opened up for Creeper at Beat Kitchen. Like what was that like 2 3 years ago? Yeah. So it was a, it was a hot minute because now they're maybe not together together anymore. Who knows? I'm, Who knows I'm, anymore? I
2: hoping it's a
3: big like Are they not? Theatrical that, move. Well, like the- they, they played a show Recently, and like right before the last song, they're like, This is the last song we're ever gonna play as a band, and then left. and The show was not like promoted as like the last ever creeper show. So, I'm hoping that they're just like doing a big theatrical Black Parade is Dead move and like coming back with like a new record or a new vibe or something because that would be terrible if they were just. I know they're so good.
1: I was like so upset. I was reading it, and then I checked they have another show apparently on the 21st of this month, but it wasn't canceled or anything. And then I read the interview that. Uh, Will had did before the show. I think it was with Rock Sound, and he was like, "I don't know." It was like really ominous. Like, I don't know. It may or may not be. yet who knows? But like, I feel like it's a big oh, Black Parade thing. Yeah. I, I would, know. Yeah. I almost started crying. I would give
3: them a pass for hurting me if they would just come back. Like <laughs> Literally, few, I'd be like, "You yeah. hurt
1: me, but I can forgive this." They're don't do like this to anyone else. In one your of the life, the only <laughs>
3: bands that are active currently that I think are really championing like rock and roll with a purpose and rock and roll with a vibe. Like, I don't really think there's a lot of that going on. Fair. in the world i mean yeah <laughs> right that's, that's a really bold statement yeah. cuz you know
1: you had, there's a lot of people who would argue like literally any other emo or pop punk or goth band or anything like that would be doing the same thing arguably obviously
2: yeah i mean i think there's definitely people who are like still around like i think 9 inch nails still is fucking killer
1: mm-hmm. yeah I mean, they're not so, like on the come up right like, yeah. they're right, right, right.
3: like all like
1: they're estab- very very established yeah
3: yeah and yeah creepers was like or was or is like, you Who know, knows. yeah, yeah, <laughs> gaining traction, which was cool to see a new band get like some new followers and like, yeah, do I love like, that. Do it was Fest so cool to they...
1: see them at Warp Tour because you saw a bunch of people, like, and it was like raining that year, I remember because I was there and I was so excited. I was like, guys, they had to like cover everything so nothing got wet. And there's all these people, like, super fucking amped and like people were rushing in trying to start a film. Like, I love this.
3: Yeah, that's so awesome. Cooper in the Daylight.
2: I know That's they they were and it was like one
1: of the like really like hundred degree days and he was like so wearing my leather jacket. I'm like, you Always. go, Come
3: love in. it. I, you must. There's no other way.
1: Love Will Gold in this house.
0: I've never listened to Creeper. You should. <laughs> They're you totally really, should. really, really good. Yeah. It's like
1: modern horror punk, and it sounds a little bit like early MCR-ish. A little bit like a like a little pinch. Okay. Flower, flick flower throw like that. Super like, catchy
2: choruses.
0: Flower
1: throw. Salt Bay.
0: Yeah, a Salt Bay of MCR. <laughs> yeah.
1: But you guys just dropped a new EP yes. today. It's called To the End. So it actually uh, came out on Halloween. Oh, it came out on Halloween. Yeah, it's
3: also very recent. Yeah. I was about to say,
1: didn't your um album drop also on Halloween or around there too? Yes. <laughs> so there's a theme.
3: Yeah, it may have been intentional. Uh, the <laughs> record and the EP kind of like a bookend the whole era of the band for us. Like, um the band went through some restructuring right after the record came out the band kind of i don't want to say the band fell apart but um half the band um either quit or kind of parted ways or whatever happened happened and then it took a long time to like restructure with members and like write new tunes and it was like a whole like two year process i think the record came out in 2016 the ep came out in 2018 just a couple months ago so yeah it was there's a lot going on there a lot of moving yeah, parts yeah i'm
2: new Everyone in the band is new except for you and Sam.
3: Yeah, Sam number two, our bass player, is like the only (laughs) survivor from the uh, record, first record.
2: Not even Sam number one. Not to be confused with Sam number one. (laughs) I'm
1: glad that there's a a way to differentiate. We don't talk about Sam
3: number
2: one here. Well, there's a number two, and that implies that there's at least one more. Yeah, at least one more. But it like not the case. Conversation. Oh, this is Sam two. What happened to Sam
1: one? We don't talk about
2: Sam. We don't talk about Sam one. (laughs) It makes you know. It leads
1: it on. It's mysterious.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. That's definitely a vibe.
2: Yeah.
1: Keep with it. You know, you can talk to people and be like, Look, I have this new air of, you know, mystery. You have to really, really find it out by listening to the new EP.
3: Mystery though. I think that's an important thing with music is to establish a mythos, even if it's not entirely on the nose. Like I don't think um the E P and the record are really by any means like a concept record. Like there's no like story that goes from one to the other, but there is like kind of this vibe that I think translates. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of like terminology that is used and like there's some callbacks on the E P to the first record. There's some lyrics that are like reused lyrics or recycled lyrics, which I think I think that's a good vibe to have because to just like establish, you know, the story without being entirely explicit. I'm a big like HP Lovecraft fan, which okay. is kind of like non narrative narrative storytelling. Freak- yeah. Yeah.
1: He's, yeah. Yeah,
3: <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, sounds alright. No,
1: I it's Lovecraft. I don't know what anyone else would really expect.
3: I don't know how else to describe it other than that. Yeah, it's not like it's not a concept record or a concept EP, but they're like very cohesive in tone.
1: No, I was listening to them a little bit earlier, and I was like, okay, these sound like they float. They could flow together if yeah. you wanted them to. And then in, you do have at least in the first album, you have like some of those sound bits. Yeah. I mean, I'm a huge fan of that. I don't know a lot of people don't like sound bits in their songs, but I love oh, sound bits yeah. in my song. I, I don't know. it just it. makes it sound more eerie and like kind of mm-hmm. ties it together for personally for me, it ties it together a little bit more to like tell a story within that song or make a statement of whatever it is
3: yeah it's all it's a that's like a very fun part of the process too because when we did that record, the tracking. The instrument tracking was a very long and arduous process and it took forever. And then we kind of went over on our studio time and then like got bumped out for a couple months. Then to come back way later and do vocals and it took a long time to get mixed. So like being able to just like scroll through like public domain horror films and like try and find (laughs) little quotes. What can we get away with? Yeah, it was like, um, it was just like a nice little cherry on top at the long of, at the end of like a long, hard process.
1: That's awesome. Do you uh, take any inspiration from like any old school bands when you were pulling from those?
3: Bands? Or like um, artists? Not necessarily. Um, I'm trying to think of like bands I like that have used samples, and I'm sure that's a lot of them, but I'm drawing a blank. No, I know. I was, I was
1: trying to think, too. I was like, wait a second. I was like, there's Aiden, but that's a little sp- controversial to touch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Aiden is yeah I mean, I would say like an influence on this band
3: i mean obviously pretty guy. it's hard guy. to cite your inspirations in twenty eighteen right <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, you don't know you
1: don't know what's gonna happen in like the next month or two weeks,
3: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we talk about that like it's an he's an indefensible dude, and it's hard to like cite that as an inspiration, but you know uh, lovecraft is also a total like xenophobe um Scumbag.
1: I mean, if you even if you look at like Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Like, that, that he was, married his like my, 13 year old niece and was like oh, super yeah. creepy. Actually, I have
3: heard like it that. for this. <laughs> this. Inevitably came up because I mean, you I know, it's not that.
1: obviously defending anything, but at the same but you yeah. do have to look at like, you know, there's a lot of fucked up shit from other people that are. Yeah, it's still yeah. hard idealizes. to like be
3: inspired by pure things. There's like it's like which kind of begs the question, and like this isn't necessarily separating the art from the artist because I don't really believe in that like I don't think a person is good because their art is good but at what point does the art belong to the audience like when I read H.P. Lovecraft or I read Edgar Allan Poe or I listen to an Aiden record I don't like see the artist in those works I see myself reflected in those works
1: Right. No, I mean, when that whole thing came out with William Control, because I love Aiden, they were one of my like biggest bands growing up. Mm-hmm. So when I heard that I was so heartbroken because I listened to like, you know, their entire discography, like to get me through high school and through like early college and everything. And I'm like, I don't know what to do now. Like my, th- these were my go-tos for certain emotions and feelings that I'm like, I can't, I can't go back to this, like, you know, to ethically, I guess for myself, listen to it. But it's also like, I miss listening to these songs that I know and I love and I like, I've jumped around and mosh to and like screamed sing my heart out to, but I, it's so hard to like push it, I guess like push it away or say like, oh, I was listening to this song and it like made me feel good. And people are like, but that guy is like fucking crazy. Well,
3: I'll just, like, I'll Ooh. just say if you want to ethically listen to Aiden, <laughs> just listen to audio dead. It's <laughs> <That's> fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, that band changed my life, but at a certain point, no, exactly. You kill like your for me too. Yeah. Like
1: I mean, I had their, you know, their, um, die romantic, pink special edition vinyl at home, and I'm like, I need to get rid of this, and I'm like, it's so hard because it was such a huge influence on my life.
3: Yeah, that was the band that like showed me that you can be like a blue collar working class mm-hmm. band. Like before I got into that band, I was really into like the big bands in my life were like system of a down Mm -hmm. and then my chemical romance. And those were like all like huge arena bands, but then being able to go to a show at the bottom lounge that like on like a weeknight that didn't sell out and see like a band function on a stage and like feel this same kind of excitement you felt like in an arena with huge production with like million dollar bands with like a little tiny band at the bottom lounge on a weeknight that like really, really inspired me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, 2018 is a weird time. I'll kind of <laughs> yeah. it off there, I think.
2: Yeah, it makes you wonder, like, if you went further back, like, before the meet— Like, I mean, there's no way, like, the Rolling Stones pass. Like, I don't know yeah. anything specifically, but, like, what was going on during Beatlemania? Well, like, I watched the store and like, I Michael
0: Jackson song being played over the speakers. And I'm yeah. like, but we're still okay with this. Right. Like, credible, credible accusations against Michael Jackson, but we're like, that's fine. Steven Tyler married— uh, some a child, like, yeah. He yeah. married a child, and well, we're like we're still, with, still like, putting you know, him on the boys. Throw throw to Elvis.
1: Like Priscilla yeah. Presley was like what so sixteen? Which yeah. I mean, during that time, that was normal. Right. Which to us now, that's not normal. Unless yeah. like I, be- I like sometimes binge watch that TLC show Gypsy Wedding, and then you'll see like fifteen year old girls getting married oh, off to like twenty three year olds. They're like, this is our culture, though, and I'm like, I respect cultural yeah. differences, <laughs> but there comes a point where this is like wrong.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, artists have to get with the times, I guess. Like, yeah. the whole world is changing for the better, of course. So, like, get with it. Yeah. William Control. Like, stop having, like, a Sex worldwide cult. cult. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's
1: not chill at all. Not like, chill women, at all. Like, young girls. Yeah.
0: That, was that one was Zero ten, do crazy. not recommend at yeah.
1: all. <laughs> negative a hundred. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: negative a thousand.
1: Like, mm
2: Yeah. Ultimately, it's, it's good, though. For Yeah, it's good for music. Um in the world i think there's going to be like a dramatic decrease of these stories soon yeah 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 that's
0: what you hope for at least (laughs) we hope for it i hope that uh i I, we were talking with uh james shotwell yeah i think he was yeah we were talking about how like there are all these like smaller labels or you know a a label let's say like an equal vision that has like major artists and they also have up-and-coming artists and if something happens to the major artist on the label then it affects everyone on the label it doesn't just affect that band or the fans mm. of that band it'll affect the you know that big band is the one pulling in a lot of the money that they then get to distribute along to all of the smaller bands and help them and give them their shot and yeah. you know so one shitty apple spoils the whole bunch for everybody else working on that label and i think that he was saying that like you get so protective over it now because everything can crumble down if anything is and if anything gets shown in the light of day, then you're like, wow, we could lose everything. So we need to like keep this all protective, which is not an excuse for bad behavior. And like, we just need to shove it under the rug. It's like, you need to, you know, air it out. You need to have a better conversation about it. And you need to make sure you're like betting guys before you put them on the road to like do shit. Like if you know this is happening or you think this could happen, like don't give that guy a bunch of money <laughs> sure, to go yeah. out on the road.
3: I think the music is too important. Like, it it makes me question artists' um, priorities mm-hmm. because even like the slightest chance that like you couldn't do the band thing like why would you ever even think about risking it like I understand like people in a position of power think their power is unchecked and they can like go on and do whatever they want without like it ever coming to the like without it ever being found out or you know whatever I just it just seems crazy to me to like mm-hmm. go and piss it away like piss away your success and because like especially for from my perspective where audio dead has been a project i've worked on for a very long time uh this i probably like the first band practice probably was like seven years ago wow and just like
2: you know and we we 11 for people watching this 100 years from now yeah yeah you know
3: (laughs) I'm extremely, like, proud of what we've accomplished, but in a way we, you know, we were still, like, just a little local band. Like, it's taken us this much effort and this much, like, blood, sweat, and tears and cash to, like, get to this point where we have, like, a cool record, a cool EP, and a solid lineup. And just, like, how could you jeopardize that? That's insane to me. Like, we've had, like, fight and claw just to get here, you know?
1: I just feel like there's so many people who are just, like, it's okay. I have enough of a following. No one's going to leave me. I think that's where it comes with a little bit larger bands they'll be like no one will leave me though and it's like
2: eh. Yeah, we I mean we've definitely seen people lose everything overnight which like, like, couldn't have Porsche happened Step. even like 10 years ago from Porstep? Yeah, I mean there's that band's um Nothing which was like different it wasn't like a but it was like they just tweeted some really like transphobic stuff thinking like oh, well our fans are going to think it's funny. And they, like, just overnight, they lost their label. Everyone stopped fucking with them. It was like, well, that's the consequence. There it is. Like, it sets a precedent for holding people accountable, which is just, like, so long overdue. I think that's part of why it's, it's so shocking now and, like, why some of these allegations, it's, like, hard to imagine any person doing that. It's just because you get away with a little bit in 2001. Yeah. And then you're... In a successful band for 15 years, and then it just like escalates and like multiplies. And by the end, it's just like someone appears to be like monstrous, and it's <laughs> yeah. just like, yeah, there's net was never a check. It's
3: like an incremental kind of, yeah, event.
1: It's always really shitty to see like everyone downfall like that. Like, because I've seen, I've seen having this on bands in the area, and like the, like the Orwells, that whole thing was oh, like, yeah. that was a oh, big, yeah. that was a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And then I know I was hearing rumors of some other like up and cut, co- like bigger indie bands that were had people in there, but no one was acknowledging it. Totally saying, unshocking
3: though, based on... Oh yeah,
1: not at all. I saw it and I was like, yeah. honestly, not surprised. That sounds so bad, but I was like, not surprised.
2: The only things I'd ever heard about the Orwells were like, either I like them, but the singer's creepy or like, I hate them. And the singer's creepy.
1: <laughs> it's pretty much where you yeah. fall. <laughs> the only adjective literally is, right. So like, creepy. <laughs> I
3: think that's what happens when people think they're rock stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's tough to be put in the position of being on stage, everybody fawning over you, and then be like, cool, I'm going to do something good with that power and not use it for, like, all of my, everything that I want, I'm going to get it because now everybody's saying, oh, look how much they love me. Like, mm-hmm. it's, It's so weird to put somebody in that position, especially when musicians are so tied to, like, their emotions. If it's the singer, it's the person probably writing the lyrics, singing it, and, like, they're the person that everybody is gravitating towards because they relate so much to that person. And then that person going through all of the shit that they're going through has to deal with that while also having a shit ton of attention on them, which is, like, it's kind of fucked up, but also it's the...
3: It's a a narcissism chamber is what it creates. Yeah. like to have all that opportunity and be in front of that many people wouldn't you just like i don't have that like we'll like play the burlington to 10 people on like a tuesday night which (laughs) i am grateful for those 10 people and for the opportunity to get in front of anyone or just get on a stage at all it's like yeah is the dream come true every time but i just it's wild to me to imagine someone like getting up on a stage and having all this power and not like reciprocating it to the audience because like a live performance is an exchange of energy Mm -hmm. like to me it's like you take what they give you and it's all good things like the audience is psyched to see you and you're psyched to see them kind of you build each other up i'm a big fan of like passing the mic and like you know just like um literally and metaphorically like because that's like what got me like stoked on music was like the no barricade shows like feeling like there's like this camaraderie and it's not like this like perform there's there's no power dynamic Mm -hmm. like Like
1: you're all equal you're on the same level even if someone's a little bit yeah raised stage
3: yeah, it's, like, unreal. Like, I remember seeing, like, Terror at the Bottom Lounge, and Scott, like, handed me a mic off stage and that, like, blew my mind. That, like, was a huge, like, moment for me. Just, like, thinking that, like, this can be a community and doesn't have to be some, like, ego chamber, yeah. just nonsense. Because right. that doesn't – I don't think that benefits anyone.
0: I don't think it lasts. Like, I think that what a lot of – I mean, maybe it's the same for you guys, but what brought me to, like, going to shows was the community aspect of it. Seeing your friends – seeing people you knew going to see local shows with your friends that were in the bands trying to put on your own local shows and hoping that people <laughs> came and reciprocated that for yeah, you which, you
1: didn't get shut down by yeah the place. uh you know shit I like know. that but it's like
0: you you want to go there for the community and so I think that it hurts when you find out that somebody who was building that community around them used it for the wrong reasons when everyone's there just to sort of have that emotional physical like cathartic release and it's like wow, but you were a fucking asshole the whole time. So I, I, I like what you're saying, though, because it's, like, that's that's more like I want to be a part of something bigger than the band that I'm in or be a bigger part of, like, the, the position that I have in the band. It's, like, I want people to, like, come and, like, we can all get together and feel the same thing for a little while and, like, let's all... In
3: yeah. the modern world, there's no room for rock stars. Yeah. Like, the way I felt when I was inspired, like, going to shows and I was like, in high school or in junior high or whatever, that is what I want to, like, give back to the world eventually. Like, that was, like, such a powerful thing for me Mm -hmm. to, like, go see bands and feel inspired to, like, start my own project. And, like, that's, like, the whole crux of my identity is that. So I want to, like, you know, return the favor. Pay it forward.
1: Well, how did you uh, initially, obviously you had a lot of inspo uh, to start The Audio Dead, but how did you, like, come up with the name? the name and also it, the logo because I think it's a cute logo but it's something I don't feel like a lot of people would tough
2: logo well the, lo- <laughs> the logo the people I are gonna be like, look with. it's a
1: Victrola in the middle of a coffin because I don't think a lot of people know what a Victrola is also.
3: well it's um the logo <laughs> is pretty literal it's like a thing that makes audio sounds inside <laughs> of a coffin so that's that is yeah my genius interpretation of the band name um, My my tattoo artist drew that up for me um in 2013 or 2012 maybe and yeah Kyle Berg is great at Constable Tattoo in Plainfield you should totally go check them out
1: That's on my area Yes I'm in the western burbs Right
3: on All Yeah right. we are from Downers originally Oh really Yes Oh yeah. man
1: I didn't know that
3: Tivoli Bold Days
1: Yeah right down the way in Naperville what's mm-hmm. up
3: <laughs> It's so it was kind of it's kind of like a my chemical romance-esque naming where like that band name come from just came from just like adding a word to a pre-existing yeah. IP there was a terrible um, Netflix horror film called The Video Dead, where zombies crawl out of TVs.
1: Wow, love that.
3: <laughs> really? I yes, didn't know this. that is where it's from. It's
1: like I've been in this band this whole fucking time, and I don't even know. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah, but, it, you know, it it kind of, like, I just, like, originally the band was supposed to be, like, horror punk. Like, I just wanted the band to be, like, a straight-up, like, Misfits ripoff. That was kind of, like, my dream, so I just thought that would be, like, a cool band name for that, but then it kind of, like, kind of, like, metamorphosized into, like, a different meaning where I feel like what the band represents, like, visually and sonically is kind of, like, a throwback to, I think, when bands were maybe a little more daring and a little more theatrical. It's, like, I don't know. I just feel like the sound and the vibe is something that not a lot of bands are offering currently.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was listening to your guys' music, and I was like, this throws me way back to, like, early MCR, like, you know, Three cheers and that, bullets and then a little bit of like early AFI too. Yep.
3: That's exactly, exactly what we are going, going for.
1: And it's not old intentional.
2: AFI. Like I
3: don't like I don't like riff like jets at life or hanging right, high or something. Gonna, and like, like trying to rip, and rip it, off. it off entirely, but just like naturally that's the dream. It's like it's like I want it to be like black parade, like stage production and like props and actors, but also stage dives and you get to grab the mic. That's like the cross section I want the band to represent is like theater and like inclusive punk rock fun where there's no like hoity toitiness too good for you, like art school element. It's just like theatrical oh, and like awesome. a little tongue in cheek <laughs> yeah. and also like yeah. fun for the whole gang. Like,
2: Yeah, it it's got to be a little bit campy because rock and roll is a little bit campy. Yeah.
3: It's like a little bit fantasy always. I think some people forget that music is supposed to be fun. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm very, like, bleeding heart serious about, like, the message and what the songs are about and the performance. But, like, I'll still, like, you know, like, stick my tongue in Charlie's eye to mess with him during a set. Or, like, you, uh, you know, it's got to be a little. That's
1: such a good, cute, bond, you know, bonding moment. Yeah. it's yeah You, know, you
3: got to, like, y- you can't take yourself all too seriously in the end. Because it's, yeah, it's just, like, some some dudes and some guitars and some songs. And it's supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm
1: awesome well have you guys i know you guys have started up touring a little bit more because i like we're get starting everything, to like, posted now. up on my like newsfeed and i'm mm-hmm. like oh they're going back out that's cool so where are you guys trying to hit up at the moment
3: so this is like our first tour we've okay. played the audio dead has played one show in indiana before like in the history of the band and then the second show we we're supposed to play there um Couple years down the line, our drummer didn't show up. I can't stress enough Ooh. how cool it is to have a great lineup of people in this band. Yes, like don't fail me now because I'm hyping
0: you. No, up. It's nice to have. A, it's
1: nice to have you know accountability, well, and like, responsible it, and you know, feel
0: it so a hard. bunch of hot boys, timeliness, reliable yeah. hot boys.
1: Love that. Um,
3: <laughs> but yeah, touring has always been the dream, like my whole life, and now there is like a reliable enough band to do it. So we're taking the show on the road um, in December. We're doing six dates that have kind of been dubbed like the death of December performances or death Cute. in December rather. Well, it was supposed to be only three yeah. shows. And then we got hooked up with another three shows with a different band from Chicago. Love Keanu's playing out and they just invited us. So that became like a little tour, I guess.
1: I feel like if you have at least world shows, tour. it's a mini tour.
3: It's a world tour. In a way. It's in the
2: world. It's a world
3: tour it's in the making. The but yeah. Of the world. We're going from
2: Milwaukee and we're circumventing the globe and coming back to Green Bay.
3: I uh-huh. love it. <laughs> yeah, that's why it has a name is because it's more than three shows. Yeah. So it's, yeah, we're doing uh, St. Cloud, Minnesota on the 14th, Green Bay on the 15th, Milwaukee on the 16th. And then the 20th we're doing in Rockford, uh, 21st at Brouwer House in Lombard, and the 23rd will be at the Briar Stube in Moline. And then we're going out for another week in january wow it was insane to book these shows i don't know if y'all have ever liked
1: i've, I've done show booking before it's an anxiety nightmare oh it yeah. is because you're like worried you because i've gotten you know show cancellations like two days before and i'm like what the fuck are you doing like-
3: well it's it's like a scavenger hunt because you have to like like throw the net and message like four different venues and then like try and find some cool local bands and then like you email these venues and then three of the emails come back as like address not found he was like do the deep dive and like find like people's like personal Facebooks or like I like Instagrammed a guy about a show like and we're I was really hungry to book this tour and I think I booked it kind of too soon out and just like kind of circumvent how little time I had to book it I just worked extra hard like I would like before work I'd like set my alarm like two hours earlier in the morning and like wake up and have like coffee ready to go and then just like email and email and email and there's like It's that, that always sunny meme, you know, with the Charlie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was me
3: booking the tour. Just like, I would just like drink coffee until I hit my caffeine wall and then just start slamming water bottles and like just emailing. And I, it took so, it was like pulling teeth, trying to set up, it's like 14 days in total, I think. And who knows what's going to happen? Like, I have no idea what to expect. I think I like... I think the place we're playing in Green Bay is, like, a barbecue restaurant. Like, I have I no that. idea. Do you get free yeah. barbecue as payment? Only time will tell. We will see, yeah. I hope you do. <laughs> I My expectations are... Cash would also be good. I have <laughs> no expectations for the tour. Like, I would, I'm just excited to go out there and, like, get a foot in the door and, like, spend some time with my boys and, like, play these songs in new places. Like, I'm not really expecting, like, sold-out audiences at any of these stops. No. But just to, like, go out there into the world. And then, like, now I can say I've booked a tour. Like, this has been, like, a growing experience in the way that, like, writing a record is a growing experience. It's a thing I've never done with music before. So, like, yeah, I'm kind of, like, managing a lot of different aspects of the band. And it's, like, cool to learn and grow how to do these things independently.
1: I think a lot of things that um people don't realize when they get into bands is if you actually want to go out and have more than just, like, you know, a rock band in your house. Like, you have to have these skills, and you either learn them from other avenues, other work or school or whatever, or you learn like by just getting shoved trial into the water fire. and be like, "Hey, yeah. don't drown, have fun."
3: Most definitely, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like trial by fire, drowning metaphor—they both work. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Going to the they, woods they
1: without anything and then getting murdered, trying not to get murdered by Jason—you <laughs> yeah. know the usual.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, it no, is a tremendous amount of work. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be cool. I'm excited. Even if you go and you like went over like one person or two people the next time it's going to be a little bit easier to book they're going to tell some friends i don't know they're gonna take some video and post it this out of
3: chicago Mm -hmm. like i love a lot of the bands here and i don't really want to like shit on this place because like this is my home and like i love living down here it's like taking like you know it's been like a journey to like have my life down here and i'm stoked on it but I feel like you, like there's a lot of competition to get an audience here. Like where audio dead played our first show uh, ever was in Rockford in 2014. And it was like an event because in Rockford, there's not six different shows happening at the same time. Yeah. But like, that's been like a great audio dead town ever since. Like we would come back and it would be like an event. Like we'd pull up with the van and trailer and like, we'd pull up to like the punk house and kids would like freak. And it was awesome. It was like, Yeah, it was a crazy, crazy vibe. And, like, yeah, I'm excited. It's, like, see St. Cloud and, like, Green Bay and Akron and, like, see what happens, you know? And then maybe, like, try and – it's good to have a home base, but we're really, like, little fish in the big pond here.
1: Right. Because there – I mean, there has been a lot of great acts come up from Chicago in the last few years, especially with, like – more in, like, the rock sector. But it's also – I feel that it's so oversaturated at the same time. Like, you have to do something – Really, really outrageously big, or different, or just be really good, at, and like have a lot of money to spend on, like you know, yeah. Facebook ads.
2: Yeah, and I think it's like it goes through cycle. Like I feel like if Audio Dead existed ten years ago or fifteen years ago, like we could like open an AFI show or like it could be over. Yeah. yeah, and it'd be great. I feel like now the city is like more reputable for hip hop. And for, like, we were talking about post animal earlier. I don't remember if this was on yet or not,
1: but like, it was not. We talked about post animal, <laughs> yeah.
2: But like, that kind of scene where it's sort of like more, I guess, like indie rock, like kind of long song, sort of jammy, which is like cool, but it's like we
3: wouldn't fit on that bill. Right. Um, so
1: I think you would end up scaring, happy yeah. Audio. There's
2: no
3: scene for us here, like, we're not like hairspray DIY punkers and, like, no shade to, like, the punk vest guys, like, and gals. Like, good on them. But, like, we're, like, not punk enough to be punk and we're not, like, pop punk enough to be pop punk and we're not, like, goth enough to be, like, industrial wave guys. Like, it's...
1: You're stuck in there's the no there's no
3: scene for it like i think a lot of bands have a scene like all like the victory bands had their little like route like bayside silverstein Aiden those bands all kind of like jumped off each other's success and audio dead is out here kind of like playing the like weird queen theatrical punk rock while like and like while covered in blood and leather like it's <laughs> yeah. it's it's a it's a dis- I-
1: I feel like it's a shock experience for newer generations. I feel like, because I've seen, like, the photos of you guys, and I'm like, oh, this is, like, really throwback, throwback for me. I never saw My Chemical Romance Live, but it reminded me of what I feel like I would have saw if I went to go was able to go and see them that
3: is such a high compliment because <laughs> it's so I, you yeah, guys totally. do look
1: like you are more theatrical like you actually have like the props to do it you're not just coming out here with your guitars you're like okay guys I us start a circle play. it doesn't take yeah. much I like that too. it doesn't
3: but. take much like it started with just flowers on the mic stand and then it was let's all wear leather jackets and then it was like I'm gonna cover my neck in blood and that's like totally a vibe distinctive from other stuff that's going on right now. I don't think it really takes much to curate a vibe. Like when I see a band that has like, there's a band um, from Chicago called meth and they're kind of like art rock noise, art, art noise metal. I don't know. They're hard to describe, but they, they, their whole vibe is like red lighting. And then everyone wears a black button down and the singer wears a white button down and it looks like a performance. Mm -hmm. And like the style of music is one thing but the vibe itself is like so distinctive and cool and like just i just don't get the like t-shirt and jeans vibe
2: yeah you gotta look like you're there on purpose because it's your show like we uh patty still works at the metro i used to that's how we met um and it's it i mean obviously we get some great acts through there but we also get some where it's like sold out or close to and where everyone at least we're scratching our heads like what is the vibe here? It's like, I guess, I guess some people are into like, look like you don't give a shit at all. Maybe it's like a grunge and that's kind like of cool. throwback. It's sort of maybe that's a grunge throwback. The vibe yeah.
1: nowadays Because I know I've gone to a handful of shows and it's like frowned upon if you start to like get really hyped and excited and start moving around. Like Yeah. The, like the gatekeepers of whatever scene it is will be like saying. That's there, another like, thing I don't. like, don't like that. Look at those losers. And I'm like,
3: you're yeah,
2: I don't,
1: really under, I don't I don't. There's here? so many
3: reasons. I don't understand that.
1: Be- I don't either. Because As
3: a performer. If I see someone getting stoked on the band that like feeds me. Yeah. sates me. You know? <laughs> I love it. It's I feel like that's the biggest rad. thing.
1: Like you want to see people like hyped. Otherwise, you're going to be like, do these people like not movies, only that, nah? though, but
3: like when I was like, so like really when I started getting into local shows, I think I was in like sixth or seventh grade and I was walking past the bowling alley in trip pants.
1: And this guy was like,
3: "You're gonna dress all hardcore and not come to the show." And I'm like, "There are shows that happen in bowling alleys. There was no, there was no gatekeeping. I was just invited to a show
1: because we, you were wearing trip pants. But yes, but, but <laughs> kind of, yes, but also we just all trip pants. Don't understand
3: the vibe of trying to keep newbies out of the scene. Like, let's like grow this and make it cooler by having it be inclusive. Like, rock and roll is not supposed to be a big cool guy fest. It's supposed to be inclusive and it's supposed to." so like I that bums yeah. me out that that's your DIY experience yeah
1: that's I've had I've started working in like mainly the indie scene and that's all the crap I've got because I was like oh I listen to more like emo and like pop punk and punk and they'd be like oh, I don't like that I'm like okay well here I am I'm here to help your band either way because I can market it and you clearly can't so here we are <laughs> in, yeah in, in addition <laughs> to
3: that like the youth culture of like when like emo is a genre that was really popping off with like Lives of the Liars used in like Black Parade, and yeah. my chem I feel like the whole vibe was you were supposed to be stoked. Mm-hmm. So the fact that that's like the new like youth culture indie vibe is like apathy is just like sickening to me. It's like Xanax apathy. Yeah.
2: That is it's like that.
1: And then you go to like some pop punk and like emo shows, and people are usually really accepting, but it's definitely still super clicky. Like people go yeah. with their friends, you'll be like, hey, like I know this one dude over here, and be like, okay, cool. And then like, turns back to me at least
3: in my diy experience is a very recent thing because audio dead like was pretty into diy like 2014 2015 and a little bit of 2016 we were like almost every show we played was in a basement which was cool but um there was never like that scene in like the little village circuit or like at mount happy there was like a bunch of spots and it never felt like anyone was cooler than anyone
1: else. I feel like just because like the underground and DIY overall, like that lifestyle has become such a big, like popular mainstream thing with people. I feel like that's just, you get more people who are in the mainstream quote unquote. And -hmm. then people are like, Oh, I can assimilate to both of these cultures. And especially if like the kids who were in DIY before, who were like maybe, you know, mistreated or like seen as weird. They can be like, Oh, I can assimilate and be like, Oh, guess what? I'm normal now. I feel like it's that, so I can't fault people, but at the same time, it's like, dude, you're making people feel, like, shitty.
2: Yeah. I feel like, sometimes I wonder if it's sort of tied to, like, social media dependency. Like, I feel like there's definitely a type of person who, like, loves music, and so they go to shows, and they, like, interact with people online about going to these shows, and they go there, and they, like, get nervous, and then, like, when they leave the show, they, like, Sliding their DMs like, oh, I saw you, but I was afraid to say hello. <laughs> Look
1: cute at a show, was too scared to talk. Yeah. Sorry. It's, which
2: is like, I mean, it's not like anyone's really being an asshole or anything, but it's like this sort of like being unused to socializing in person. Like you can definitely have like a social life now through the internet, um, which sort of makes for awkward shows. Um, and it makes it like... I think people are less comfortable going to a show alone and going up and like striking a conversation, um, which sucks. I mean, that's like, I've met a lot of people that way. we um, just like going to the show and been awkward and like a group pulled me in like, Hey, what's up? What are you doing here? We like the same music, obviously. So we should at least be friends right now. Um, which, yeah, it was kind of like
0: why I love music. To begin with at least going to live shows. I think i thinking about how most of the people that I met at shows were because I knew them on MySpace. And then I would go to the show and be like, oh hey, we are friends on MySpace. And I'm like, fuck, that's such a like Yeah. Like, now I, I I wasn't really about messaging people I didn't know on MySpace at the time, but like now it's like, yeah, you just DM somebody. You're just like, Oh, I saw that person there. And like, especially if you're single, it's just like that's the only way to like meet people at shows that you're like attracted to, is like, oh, I saw you at the show. Maybe next one. Yeah, or I'll see if you the. <laughs> that.
1: You're like me, and I'm just scared to talk to any man that yeah. comes up. To-
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I, I was like, I, I don't know. I, it's really like you said. You graduated in 2011. I'm like, mm-hmm, cool, great. I'm definitely around that age. So we um is <laughs> crazy. So we here.
1: We always make um Brian feel really nice and old. At least I do. That's I
0: graduated my job. in five. I'll let you figure out the. Oh wow, <laughs> you're
2: aging great, man. Yeah, thank you. I try.
0: <laughs> I He's
1: look like um, a, our, our local old man. I
2: still look seventeen. We got one of those.
3: We
0: sure do. We got our friend <laughs> Robert it. Bach, who, who is, is ageless. In a great band
2: called the Well Tempered. Yes, the Well Tempered
3: are my favorite band in Chicago.
2: Possibly Earth. They're yeah. so good. They're <laughs> like I don't know, like sort of like Nine Inch Nails, Depeche Mode-ish, but like very catchy. Very sexy front man. Yeah, very
3: sexual. <laughs> it is extraordinarily. Be ironic.
1: ready, I guess. Be ready for an experience. If you... Bring totally a change of pants. <laughs> <my Cool>. <laughs> yeah, no,
3: yep. they're they're great. Um, they put out two EPs, um, over the last like year and a half, two years, and more people should know about the Well Tempered. They are super fun, and uh, I've been like buddies with Robert for a while, and then I saw him perform, and I was like, now we're best friends because it is like. He, like, totally gets the importance of, like, putting on a show. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, totally check it out if you want to get, yeah. like, spooked out some fun Depeche Mode-esque <laughs> sexy rock and roll.
2: Yeah. I cannot say enough nice things about the Will Tempered. I also love like Robert wearing a
1: Still Alive shirt. I really like them. Still Alive Still are alive,
2: so good. And I
3: hate the Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dan alive is great. is yeah they're so the man. good elf, i like when i a
1: trick because i was like i just want to find more like punk sounding stuff and then i was like oh they fucking slap
3: elf yeah dan the kind of like front man guitar player in that band is like really like what knowing him even in passing like kind of changed my life because it was through him that i met justin yates who recorded our first record and it's like he's the front of house guy at metro and it's through him that i started working there and i met charlie and like yeah still alive was kind of like um like the fuse that like loving that band kind of like made my life what it is in a weird way
2: sure yeah i mean still alive is great. it's it's weird what little seemingly ins- insignificant things totally change your world yeah um but yeah still alive are so so cool um that's like such an enviable lifestyle for me is, like what dan does which is like He's still alive and that's his passion project, but he plays with all types of bands and he's just, like, has used music to, like, take him all over the world Mm -hmm. and he, like, has found a way to, like, live that lifestyle in, like, an age where a lot of other bands and band people are just, like, either I'm gonna get big on YouTube or not or I'm gonna, like, find a way to be, like, on a huge label or not. He's, like, really DIY'd it the whole time, which is, like... That's the holy grail, I think. Yeah, it really
3: is the holy grail. Just to be a working class band. Like yeah. I would be so psyched to like play All State Arena, but that's like not my dream. Mm. My dream is to like be in a band that plays like rad bottom line shows. Mm. Or like yeah. rad... well,
1: There's no barricades. Yeah. No, no fucking barricades. No, always I'm like, you know, my favorite shows are the ones that don't have barricades and I'll tell people that aren't like close with me or like know me enough. They're like, Why? I'm like you can jump on stage and no one cares.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Bottom Lounge was my favorite venue because you could stage
1: Didn't they change it now where they're like really strict on no watch? I haven't been there in a a while, but that's what I was seeing because I saw Sea Wave and Hot Mulligan were just here this past weekend. Okay. And I was watching videos. I saw some videos friends put up and I was like, wow, all these bands like have really wild pits. Like, where is it? I don't see it. Like, why aren't their kids like flying around? Like, I don't know what's going on here.
2: I think Bottom Lounge... What I've heard is that they are now less strict again. So I remember for a while, like going to shows, like right out of high school or early in college, there was one show I went to and I got kicked out the in song. the first song. love yes. that. It was like, I guess they had just given an announcement, like, no stage diving, like, for real, you're getting kicked out. But I would like come in late and I knew the band I was there to see was starting. <laughs> so I like gave my ticket, and, like, sprinted and went up the stage and was like just out so fast. What, like, do maybe you less than a minute. It was? it was, um, let Live and Enter Shikari. Yeah. Ooh. And yeah. I forget who was opening that band. But it was funny though, because at that show, there was this other person named Will um, who was also kicked out in like the same moment. And like Enter Shikari was their favorite, favorite, favorite band. Yeah. And so the two of us just like spent all day trying you to get back in together. somehow. And then we were like friends for a while. Like I haven't seen them in, in a long time, but it was kind of cool. It was like that was like a bonding experience in yeah. itself. And they did get back in somehow.
1: I'm so proud of them. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I honestly think the only time I've ever gone to the bottom lounge is to see Enter Shikari because it's the only place that they come through on their tour. Yeah. But now they're playing the Metro. So they did Does play they the Metro. Enter Shikari
3: hand tattoo, or is that a different triangle? Uh, it's a different triangle. Okay. Because I saw uh, that on the way up the stairs. And I yeah. I like, know. Oh, it's a different. It's a different. Thing? I was thing, listening but... to that band today. I love that
0: band. They're so good. I yeah.
3: think it is so cool. Like, I was talking earlier about creating kind of a mythos without being super explicit about what the story is. uh, Like how the first record starts and ends with the same lyrics. Mm-hmm. And then the s- first song on the second record ends with those same lyrics. Yeah. Uh, and still we will be here standing like statues. That is so cool to me. Yep. Like that is like my, f- Oh, I love it. That is, just they do a lot so with happy. like
0: the sound, like bringing in the second record also ends with the same like sounds that the first record ends with. They end the second record with that, and the third record starts with the same sound. So, so it's rad. like just throughout the whole thing is like this one unifying, and it, like overall overarching sort of thing. And it to
3: makes it. the meaning of the lyrics stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the way those lyrics tie the the album together, and then the way they come back, and especially with those lyrics in particular, it's like we're still here, and we're still gonna like keep up the fight that is like the yeah. raddest i love that i am those shows crazy. are like I'm also doing that Yeah. <laughs> like
0: the the fact that they were going on tour with let live at that time was just so like it felt like just so empowering to be in those crowds like you're like oh Must fuck yeah nice. like, i'm doing something here <laughs> was
3: that the show where indus shikari instead of a wall of death had the audience build a
0: human pyramid yeah what yeah. yes yeah, I was <laughs> they would the be show. like we just British. We don't want you to do any. No, they're, Can you <laughs> no, not they're do super British. Yeah, that wasn't uh, the worst. I don't We don't want you, you to do, do, do walls th- of death. We want like to like. It was something like. I think he like made a metaphor out of it where he's like, "We don't want you to break anything down. We want you to build each other up." So it was like okay. building human yeah. pyramids to they so do fun- this
2: very dangerous thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I trust <laughs>
1: enough people in that audience to support me.
2: But if it worked, then now yeah. you have like nine more best friends. Yeah, they are exactly. just
3: uh, that band is like. The British
0: band. Yeah. yeah. Just like with their whole (laughs) sense
3: of humor. Like they did a metro show recently that I worked, which is one of like the favorite shows I've ever worked there. They were just incredible. But their set started out with a ten minute talking intro. It was, like, this, like, counting down to a liftoff thing. Like, it was all, like, space-themed. And it was just, like, ten minutes of just talking. Yeah. So, like, r- like where an intro, like, ramps up the audience. This is just, like, a steady, boring, <laughs> like, troll. It was, like, literally, like, so like a was mission control.
0: Like, it was, like, and they had, like, all these, like, radar things going on on stage. He has this, like, built computer keyboard thing. It's like very like '70s looking, and it's the album cover for their their. Last I brought album. that thing up the stairs. It was awesome. Oh fuck, yeah, dude, Sparky. It's That's so cool. Hilarious. Yeah, they um, uh, yeah. they like have like he literally like plays it, and it's like all like an actual keyboard, and like has all of his like sounds oh in it. Oh, my Um, but it's just like sitting there, and like this radar dish just moving for like ten minutes on the stage. So, like, it's
3: definitely a cool vibe to have like the album cover on stage yeah. in real life. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, props They're are cool. so like they just yeah. have like
0: a full all-encompassing picture to like what they want to do, and I. I fucking love that band they're also completely independent in in europe they're completely independent uh they do have a they have a distribution deal in the u.s but besides that like they just do all of it themselves and they started from completely diy like their music video of them like at a house show filmed with like a room of their friends and it's is so like
3: apparent like what they're about because they're just like like metalcore kids that also like to rave and yep. party it's just great yeah it's great man yeah that video you're t- sorry i'm not a winner it's like i'm just it, like it still nuts. gets
0: shared and it still is like one of the best music videos just if you're like i want to get hyped up or like i want to fucking do that like somebody used to put on a house show and then turn out the lights for like the rave dance break and like let's well, all fucking mosh yeah, in this, oh my totally God. In this wow. weird little room and like so they have gonna like
1: do this here in your apartment no
0: i'm on the third floor i can't oh man <laughs> i got neighbors man
1: <laughs> i remember trying to happen when i was in high school still and it was at this house show right across the way from my high school and they had put out a bunch of like Notices from sound to all of the um neighbors, and it got shut down like before the last band even went on. And then there was this kid like trying to crowd kill for zero reason, like during one that of those. That kid was like, what <laughs> <is> <laughs> everywhere. going on? Was, like that was my first house show, and it got like immediately canceled. And then I was that was like probably my first exposure to like teenage drinking. I I didn't drink, but I was like I was straight edge, so I was like, what the fuck is going <laughs> on here?
3: <laughs> crowd killing is nonsense. <laughs> Thank you. It's I I love I I like a lot of heavier bands and I think it's cool to like mosh hard and go nuts in the pit, but that is so whack that you can't like listen to really aggressive music without being worried about getting punched in the back of the head. Mm. That's insanity.
2: It's a bunch of people pretending like they don't know where the line is, but everyone knows. Oh,
1: yeah, and they're just like, I'm the coolest, strongest person. It's usually, a lot of the time, it's a lot of dudes. It's a lot of bigger dudes.
2: Almost always, it's dudes... I if will, it's ever not, it's, like, someone who feels like they have to, yeah. I ex- sh- like, step down the well, dudes that are all there.
1: Like, yeah,
3: too. Like, how yeah. I'm going to, like, swing my fists around. Oh, yeah, well, I'm going to swing my fists at someone's head while they're not looking. <laughs> yeah, and
1: it's, like, this isn't funny. When I was at Riot Fest this past summer, I saw Safe Face, so this pop-punk band from, like, New Jersey. And it okay. was, like, the one of the first bands of the morning on a Sunday. And it's hot as shit out. And I'm watching it, and they have, like, a little circle. i like, okay, whatever. It's It's fine. It's tolerable. There's bigger dudes, but I'm fine. Um, and this girl comes in, and she's like crowd killing. And I'm like, "There's like six people here. Yeah, <laughs> you- six I'm like, this is a pop punk danger. band. Do <laughs> yeah. you know where you are right now? It's you gotta, a Sunday. You
3: got to work harder to crowd kill a sparse crowd if it's six people. You really,
2: gotta <laughs> she was them really
1: down. trying? I didn't know she was drunk, or mm. she was just trying to like really be like, I'm really strong. It's like, okay, we get it. Like that's like the type of person
2: that would wear like basketball shorts in the dead of winter to prove like." I don't give a fuck about anything. I don't feel anything at all. I don't feel emotions. Yeah, Yeah. it's just like weird stunting where no one's impressed, but like no one wants to be like put on pants. Right? Exactly. (laughs) Put on pants.
1: Actually, and like
2: it puts everyone else in a weird position of like, am I going to be like the wet blanket that like Mm. that like makes someone calm down at a show? And like no one wants to be that person, but it's like it is so obvious when someone's crossing the line. Yep.
3: I like those bands a lot. Like I like those like tough beat 'em up bands. Like sonically, I think they're rad. But like, I don't want that to be a concern of mine. Where I'm worried about like enjoying the show because I'm, I think I'm gonna get like attacked. Even like the first time I saw Terror, which is a band that I love, and like typically that's like a pretty positive, like live show because they're like. I put them in more like the punk hardcore spectrum than like the me and Acacia strain. Like I hate the world kill everyone kind of bands. But like, even then, like I was like 16 or 17 and I'm like two stepping and this like eight foot tall giant, like karate kicks me (laughs) in the back. No, not karate kick, but like push kicks me to the ground turn around and he's like standing over me like making a face and I'm like just why? Like why? What, what was <laughs> like, okay, the point of this? Cool. We you, get you, it you, like
1: you're in you, you feel in, you know insignificant in your masculinity for some reason to <laughs> kick me for zero reason.
3: And yeah, yeah like dude if you want to karate dance I think that's totally fine but like don't just, hit me just yeah karate dance with the karate dancers not with the people who are just watching the show. <laughs> it's
1: just so bad because like I'll try to get in pits and like I get knocked down pretty easily because I'm like 130 pounds and like 5 foot one and a half, so very obviously I'm easily knocked Mm octoberable but it's also (laughs) like if you're like trying to like crowd kill there's a hundred percent chance i will not go in which sucks because it's like i'm here mainly like to get in the pit yeah but if you're making it so dangerous to that point you're excluding you're already having an issue because there's a lot of girls too who want to get in but like they can't because it's just Mm -hmm. they're scared they're going to get hurt like I mean, I saw yeah. the front bottoms over the weekend, and all these big dudes got in the pit all at once. I don't know where they came from. Not, like me and all the other girls were like, we can't do this. Like we're gonna get beaten front the front bottoms up. mosh. Were they just like so bros?
0: Like there was like bros? big bros. Did the front bottoms
2: demand a mosh
1: They <laughs> didn't, but we started one anyway.
2: Yeah, it's so weird when, because like that crowd will spill over into music that's not about that at all. Yeah. It's like when Rise Against, you go to see Rise Against and it's like the football Football team is there. Yes.
1: Yeah. And then they're like, oh man, I'm really going to get beaten up here.
2: It's like, why is the football team here? Like, they're not mad about like the Iraq war at all. (laughs) What are you doing here? Yeah, (laughs) my
1: homie went to Iraq. What's up? We should have guns. Those are the guys.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just like, it's generally like, inspirational and like catchy music that like you can listen to and get pumped up so like it um i mean a day to remember is like another example oh, yeah, the accessibility
3: where it, is the key to the success of those yeah. bands because like uh like edgy idealistic like punk rock kids can love it but then also it's vague enough for the football team that's like you know yeah. really summed yeah. it up well Thank you. And the songs are good. So like
1: Yeah, that's good. I mean, I, mean, I love that band. And plus, yeah, you know, they're yeah, played not... on like KQX too. And like yeah. they were on like the first time I saw Rise Against, I had like a really bad fever. It was like a fever dream. I was watching Fuse for like four days straight. And <laughs> I saw Make It Soft come up, I'm like, Oh, this fucks. And then um audience <laughs> someone came up, like, Oh, this fucks too. Who is this? And then Hollywood and Dead came on. And I was like, Oh yeah, and I was like, Wow, that was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh so I wanna make sure before we are done with this, uh that we make sure to get all of your plugs and everything that everybody can find you on. So like websites and, and you said your tour dates before, if you want to repeat some of them just to make sure.
3: Yes. um, We're doing um, St. Cloud, Minnesota on the 14th, Green Bay on the 15th and um, Milwaukee on the 16th at sabbatic bar. And we have a whole bunch of dates. You can just find them on, uh, on our Facebook and, yeah, we're on all the internets. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Yep. I'm not to totally derail this as we're wrapping up, but no, no, social fine. media, though it is like a cool tool for a band to use to try and cultivate a vibe and also like get your information out there, it's so bizarre trying to constantly make updates about nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, my relationship with, like, band's internet presence growing up was just like checking the band's website every so often to see if new tour dates had arrived Mm. so to like constantly be updating like oh you know here's like a picture of a microphone we're at band practice (laughs) or like like a vague lyric and like a live picture from several weeks ago it's like a hard thing yeah it's like a hard thing to keep up with because you want to like continue to stay relevant and like stay in people's minds but also like not that much is happening until things are happening like i'm a big fan of like the event Mm -hmm. like the event of a tour the event of a show the event of a record release and then just like everything else is just kind of like can feel like you're trying to find filler
1: yeah that's the biggest thing with social media is that like i've been trying to like figure that out too and i'm like i have no idea how like i was super late to the instagram train like super hella late and i'm like why are people posting things from like six weeks ago like I don't know just what's yeah. going Something. on. It's hard
3: for a band. I would not use, like, really any social media. I wouldn't post on it, at least, if it wasn't for the band. Like, yeah. there's, I very seldom, like, post anything non-Audio Dead related. But it's, like, it's a great tool for getting in touch. Like, a lot of the contacts, contacts we netted for these, the these like, two little tours are going on. It's just, like, through Facebook stuff, mm-hmm. which has been, like, infinitely helpful. But, like, to try and stay relevant and to try and have, like, good good content is the term mm-hmm. that, like, is used a lot. It's hard to have content at all. And it's like hard to like yeah. stay interesting and without being like a cheesy call to action. Like yeah. what's your favorite audio dead lyric? Yeah. Like yeah.
0: it's right. Which like I'll see that from bands and I'm like, <laughs> I don't like you're, I, I you're... know I
2: know
3: <laughs> you don't care. Yeah. Like I know the audience doesn't care. As an audience member, I I know I don't care and I know yeah. the band asking the question doesn't yeah. care yeah. like the, like the, that's like an especially cheesy it loop.
2: incentivizes saying crazy shit too exactly yeah. like a shocking comment that's terrible is better for a band than like we're playing in St. Cloud on the 14th
0: Um. well yeah fantastic Uh. appreciate you guys coming by you're our first band interview so now yeah. we've had a band right. conversation on this podcast about music <laughs> awesome well yeah uh we don't do intros or outros because we're real bad at them so bye night. thanks so much <laughs>